0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Revoid. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Welcome. Welcome to t Two Five Zero Entertainment Galaxy Talk Radio. United we stand is the name of my show, and I'm your host, Galaxy Chief, Andre Ward. It's Saturday, January 18th, 2020. The time is currently 10 a.m. here on the West Coast let's go over some temperatures throughout the world it's 50 degrees here in oakland 55 in los angeles 43 in tulsa 30 in new york damn it was just 70 there just a few days ago 43 in london 86 in lagos nigeria 70 in nairobi kenya (coughs) t25 cl is your platform for digital entertainment please listen to our 24-hour day seven day a week Radio show featuring jazz, R&B, blues, hip-hop, gospel, and international music. Check out the many music artists with available CDs for downloading. To your listening devices, we have four radio talk shows. On Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Murphy. And on Tuesday, we have The Mothership with Dr. Ninana Kwaku, And on Wednesday, we have the star of United We Stand, Roslyn Jordan Mills at Roslyn's Corner. And on Saturdays, my show, United We Stand with yours truly. Check out our website for times and login information for each show. We here at Galaxy Talk Radio are not professional broadcasters. We offer a platform for independent artists, filmmakers, and writers to advertise what they do and also for the listening audience to call in and meet our artists as well as expressing themselves on what is going on in the world. As you know, my show United We Stand was named after our film United We Stand, but the intent was to bring attention to the black economy on a global basis. Our intent is to reach across America and across the globe to build a universal economy and to make new trading partners abroad. As I've said before, our spending capacity here in the United States is about $1.3 trillion annually would be the equivalent to the seventh greatest economy in the world. The problem is the circulation of our wealth in our communities and with other black owned businesses in the US and black owned black corporate crime. When dollars are not recirculated and invested in the community, we have business failures and massive unemployment as we do today. Please visit our website at wwwt 25 Listen to the free 30 second clip of our music artists such as Charles Small, Brenda Lee Edgar, Mark Allen Felton, Rosam Jordan Mills, Rangel Merrick, Myron Edwins Huck Browning, Cartier Garnes and Mr. Gates. Kimba, Young Bobby, and Lexa, Wally Taylor, Chet Willis, Cleveland Jones, and The Five Tempting Men, and Leroy Wainwright. Check out the Kev Choice trailer and rent the film. For those of you listening in on our website, if you want to call in and ask questions or make a comment, call 605-562-0444. And our show code is 139283. Or log in by our website and you can view the broadcast on your computer. Ms. Gilbertson, Talking Points, United stay in the Movie, uh, we, uh, we've been asking you to go to the website and, uh, and view our film, and now that we're getting ready to be put on various different global platforms, we need you to review the film and just to write some comments um, on the film. It's very, very important. We definitely need that, and our distributors have asked uh, for all of you uh, to do that. And so we would love for you to check out our film and uh, you will enjoy it. I was watching it yesterday and, and it just makes you jump up and down and it's just hard to be still through the film. And then sometimes you wanna jump up and down and dance and shout, then other times you might want to shed a tear a little bit. And so uh, to understand what I'm talking about, but our film, about our film, United We Stand, go to T25CL.com and uh, just click on the appropriate tabs and check out our films. You will not be satisfied with the film, uh, United We Stand. This is a T25CL Entertainment uh, production. All right, let's go over some stuff that's happening in the world. Let's get into some uh, light stuff and then let's get into the heavy duty stuff. Uh, the Houston Astros, the baseball team in Houston, Texas, got busted uh this week for cheating, uh setting up a camera over the center field wall and uh, stealing the signals from uh, uh the catcher and passing along to the batter at the plate uh what the pitcher is going to throw. And, you know, as uh, one who has played baseball for years, probably close to 40 years, um this is a subject that uh, really uh, sparked my interest. And here it is, a professional team would take such risk to get out here and to cheat to this degree. And for what, for the sake of a victory? I mean, you don't have enough courage in yourself as a professional athlete to get out there on your own and either to uh, win or lose based upon your own strengths that you have to get out here and, and steal and cheat. And it just kind of reminds me also as, uh, about the, the New England Patriots and the things that they had to do for the sake of a victory. So if you want to comment on that, uh, feel free to do so. And the 49ers are playing tomorrow, and uh, they're playing against uh, Green Bay for the uh championship in the nfc and so uh let's uh let's wish them well tomorrow as well and have some local representation in this in the uh, super bowl trump impeachment i know this is um, all over the news these days and now uh, the articles have been passed along to the senate and uh, the trial starts on tuesday and it's just been so much going on about that and now he's got an all-star legal team of some eight lawyers or so and and um, they're going to go in there and say that oh no he didn't know this didn't know that even have Dershowitz who uh represented uh Epstein in that case in his case and this is a cat that uh molested the children and Kidnapped them and put them on the island and all the politicians would go there to have their way with young children and and Dershowitz was uh, one of the attorneys he also represented OJ as well and and today he just said that oh shoot um, I'm not even uh, Trump's lawyer I'm just here to represent the the Constitution so um, you want to say something about that as well. Um, Russian politics. Congratulations to Russia on a new government and new uh, prosperous society. Uh, President Putin and his State of the Nation Address before the General Assembly decentralized their government and then, uh, too, announced new universal income to raise the country out of struggling uh, to strong and thriving government. Jisara was just announced in Russia. Bottom line is Russia, China, Korea, and all these GCR, global currency, uh, reset uh, countries, will shortly be describing their new constitution, which you look closely, resembles the new restored original common law constitution. And um, this is representing prosperity one and all. So um, you may want to uh, start paying attention to that. Uh, congratulations to Iraq on a new uh, revalued dinar this morning in the mosque. A new revalued IQD was announced with a commitment for the uh, published rates in Saturday's Gazette, which will be which we will see uh, around 9:15 Eastern Time today. So we definitely will be watching out for that. Uh, with the value date of 11720, 17 establishes we are all systems go. We must see this launch begin before next Tuesday, uh, or Thursday as the final back wall date in order to support the China New Year, with President Xi plans to announce the new prosperity with universal income for China. This prosperity includes all of 209 participating countries and especially in 20 currencies in the first 209 currencies in the first basket with another three or four under the final discussion there have been major channels in the central banks converting to the quantum financial system along with every bank yes we can expect lots of new discussion from banks we will be working on. also one of the um, things we want to talk about uh, today, as well, is this relationship between uh, Africans here in America and Africans in Africa? And um, we've talked about that on several times uh, on this show. Uh, are we one of the same? And there seems to be varying opinions from both sides of the pond. And um, and according to all the Africans except for one that I've talked to have said, no, we are not the same. We are a different uh, people. And um, us here in America, we've been reaching out to our African uh, roots wanting to know who we are, where we're from. But in my opinion, I don't see the Africans reciprocating in like kind gesture. And it appears as though they're only reaching out to us or monetary considerations, and we're reaching across the pond for um, identity and getting to know who we are and where we are from. So we're looking at two different things. They're looking at us for favors to get here and get their monies and get them out of Africa and get them into America, but here uh, we're looking for who we are, we're still trying to, find our identity and it appears that we are in a disconnect with those from africa as it pertains to this subject matter i was even talking to a a nigerian friend of mine just a few days ago we were discussing um this issue and he says no those are in africa who are saying this are crazy we are one of the same and he says, he guarantees you, he said, if they had the opportunity, I need to listen very closely, if the Africans in Afri- Africa had the opportunity to be uh, put in slavery like we were and shipped here, and have if, and if, and, and if gone through what we had gone through of uh, uh, 310 years of slavery, and now 160 years post-slavery, they would have chosen that way of life versus their living conditions that they're living in right now um i remember years ago a friend of mine used to be a school teacher in la and a group of instructors went to uh gambia and after they stayed there a few weeks that he came home he told me on a one-on-one discussion, he said, he may have even said it in tongue in cheek, but the words that came out of his mouth was, thank God for slavery. And so that just shows you the conditions under which people live in Africa, right now, and especially up and down that western seaboard from Gambia, going down to Nigeria, and Cameroon, and uh, for which somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 10 million Africans were kidnapped, bartered, and sold and shipped here to the diaspora and also parts of Europe, the Caribbeans, and South America. And it just so happens that we are the brain trusts that were taken from there. And now, what was left behind is is now created the condition that they are in now. Uh, and for those of you who may be spiritual in in one way or the other, you may look at this and say that they are being punished for what they did to us in the slave trade. What if they didn't participate in the slave trade? That would have been ten more million people there, which would have multiplied into many, many more, and maybe the issues that they're suffering with right now may not have happened. So all of this is just under conjecture, and maybe they are under a divine curse right now uh, for what is happening to them there, and so then they look at us over here, the Beyonce's, the jay and the Michael Jordan's, and the LeBron's, and the Kobe's, and the Michael Jackson, and they'd say, damn, them Negroes over there prospering, and we are over here suffering, but they won't address the issue that happened 400 years ago. So let me bring on my beautiful co-host, my dear friend, Sister Gina. What's happening, my sister? nothing much you know I was
2: kicked off so I kind of there's a gap I didn't get everything you said
1: yeah I know I saw you I just was
2: able to get back online huh
1: yeah I saw that you had disappeared I thought you might have had some issues with your phone no I just the the
2: uh, I just kicked me
1: off so I'm
2: gonna listen for a little while and um, then I'll speak I missed a lot because I could I couldn't get back on took a minute
1: yeah, yeah, you missed some good stuff one of the the heart of uh, my talking points today. And uh, I did.
2: Of, I I you were talking about uh, what's his face with the island. That's what, uh, that's how long I've been
1: kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. So um, well, one of the main things I talked about I just got notification uh, this morning and it will not get confirmation until about 6.30 or so this evening, in accordance to what I was just reading. And I just read this right before the show today, and I inserted it into my talking points that, uh, you know, a few days ago, we were expecting the IQD, the Iraqi dinar, to revalue today. And it was supposed to go into the Gazette and into the mosque uh, this morning, uh, right at the prayer time, approximately around 5 a.m. their time and I just got notification uh, this morning that it did happen, and uh, but it won't be visible till about 6.30 our time here on the uh, West Coast. And so with that happening, that really puts this thing into high gear. And we are expecting uh, notifications um, between the window Tuesday and Thursday of next week via email with uh, procedures on how to proceed after that. And so that's the part that uh, you did miss. And other part when I was talking about Epstein was that um, Trump has now uh, initiated a legal team of about eight lawyers and Alan Dershowitz is one of the lawyers. And as you know, Dershowitz was representing Epstein Uh, In his trial, and we know all the escapades um, that um, he had done, and then allegedly went sideways in a jail cell, for which those of us who are in tune uh, know that um, either he's down in Gitmo alive and under protection, or um, there was a hit on him. We don't believe that. Uh, he killed himself, especially a prisoner with that uh, degree of a high profile, they are not going to, uh, you're going to be watched around the clock to make sure you don't go sideways. And so, um, and Dershowitz, I just heard him say this morning that, oh no, I'm not representing Trump, I'm representing the Constitution. And I'm going to be arguing that a president, has unlimited powers and is not bound by the constitution when it comes to uh his powers that uh, he can operate in the capacity as a king and do whatever that he wants to do so that's the part that you missed those those items there uh also oh and um. putin they over there they decentralized their government I don't know if you've heard that or not.
2: No, I haven't.
1: No, they are breaking away from communism and am spreading their government out now and getting into a more democratic type form of government. And China is about to do the same thing. What kicked all of this off was that trade deal the other day. And it doesn't necessarily mean okay now they can ship goods over here and we can ship them over there whatever it's much deeper that it's the things that they don't talk about that was inclusive of that trade deal they only tell the the people that oh yeah okay it's a trade deal now it's uh there's no restrictions and whatever fees have to be paid in order to uh, send walmart's goods and over here in a boat but there's more to that trade deal than what the uh, the everybody here knows, such as things as Nasara and Gisara was inclusive of that. Also, the global currency reset was inclusive of that trade deal. So there's a whole lot of things that happened there. And then also um, the Canadian and the Mexican, uh, deal was also signed now uh, off as well too. Not much talk has been done about that and the significance of it all. But what all of this is really leading to is a whole new global financial system, inclusive of the revaluation of 209 currencies throughout the world and also um uh, bringing it uh, uh, upon a global parity uh with the um uh, uh, with the currencies and also knocking out the central banks throughout the world and also the elimination of the irs federal reserve and actually their responsibilities are being re into the newest treasury in reno So these are the things that are happening. You're not going to hear this kind of stuff on CNN, MSNBC, or or Fox. But when you start doing your homework and uh, start researching, and especially any of you that have um, participated in the global currencies and have been waiting 10, 15, 20 years for that thing to happen, and now it is about to, to happen. But now, what happens afterwards when it does happen is what is going to be your responsibility uh, with all of this. And so, the reason why you're involved in it is not for self gratification and enrichment and to get out here and just buy 20 Mercedes and Rolls Royces, but it's all about healing the world, and um, sort of like goes right back to United We Stand, why we produced this film in the first place. And it sort of like leads into where we are right now, then what's going to be our responsibilities in ending global poverty. And so this is going to be our assignment, what are you going to do to assist in global poverty? and let's just get rid of all this crap and uh and the oh also in the 144,000 indictments that have been handed out and a lot of things they don't talk about on news as well a lot of these uh bankers Illuminati's, and deep state people have been uh, arrested and there's many more of them to be arrested as well so there's a lot of stuff going on and so uh, i pass it on to my co-host now and Take it away. <laughs> what do you
2: want
3: me to talk about?
1: Uh, let's see, you can talk about the global economy. You want to talk about if you were in a certain position, what would your part be in and helping out in this global economy? And what, what would you do if you were in a position? And if you had sufficient amount of monies, what would you do to uh, to do your part in it. you can't solve the world's issues on your own but let's just say if you have uh, sufficient monies to do something what would you do um, are we going
2: to like I said before on the show going to inner cities and educate about money educate educate about money you know there's some some, Dynamics of us, and I'm you know that are in situations, and they don't know anything about Wall Street, they don't know how to save. You got a lot of noise going on in your show.
1: Um, that's Adrian. Hold on, because I was calling her to be on the show today. Hold on, Adrian, I'm live. yep 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 people need to answer their phones in the morning when i call them i needed her on the show today he was? You what? i needed her on this call today because you guys have uh, is there anybody else
2: on the, on the on the show besides me
1: no gregory is not there and i reached out to my africans to be here as well but it's cool it's cool i like it small like this and uh uh okay so it's just me and you me and you bone wow me and you me and you me and you it's all good and uh like i said i need to keep it uh short today anyway because i gotta do my homework and um you got some homework to do too
2: Uh you know when i do mine i'm from uh what's the show me state i forgot what uh,
1: state that missouri
2: yeah uh, show me then i'll move yeah
1: uh, well What uh, i can't
2: do i already know i already have like i said i already i told you once before i already, I already have it Kind of made up in my mind with what, but and I have received no emails, no information, no nothing. So
1: on on that, yeah, no, other things to do. You, you, you won't get that until next week.
2: Okay. Well, you know, when I see it, that's when I move.
1: No, no, you got to start moving now. When we hang up this this broadcast, you need to start. Uh, reading some things. Okay. You sent them
2: in the email, right?
1: No, I haven't sent you anything, no.
2: I thought you sent something to read. Uh, not today, no. A while back.
1: Oh, yeah I, probably, yeah, I have sent you a lot of stuff. But um, just been a lot of I mean, this thing changes and evolves on a daily basis and uh, is forever, ever changing. And so um, go to the good doctor real quick. Hold on a second, hold. Hotel, hotel. Hotel, brother, what's up? You got it, brother. You missed all my talking points today, man. Well, uh, uh, you got my message, didn't you? I
3: told you I was in here roasting a pig. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, had, I had to go into in some, in some deep prayer over that.
1: <laughs> well, you roasted that pig, man. Look at you, I'm surprised you even know your name right now, man.
3: Look yeah, well, I didn't say I ate it. I said I roasted it.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference. Well, that, that that pig is a bad boy. If you just smell him, he can make you forget your name. Yeah, they, uh, yeah.
3: I've, I've known it to take out quite a quite a few people, but they don't believe it. They said it was something else. Oh, no, it, was, it wasn't the pig. It was cancer that killed me. I said, it was the pig that gave
1: the me cancer. Yeah, <laughs> the pig that gave you cancer. You know, because 60 Minutes has really been on that pig lately. They've done two shows regarding the pig. And well killing, they
3: can probably do that on anything. Chicken, red meat, pig. They could probably do it on any flesh. You yeah. Know? But, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah they, so, they didn't pick out and, that yard bird. They picked out that Arnold Ziffel man specifically. Yeah, they are saying that the yard bird is worse than the pig. They got the yard
3: has got so many chemical stuff in it that you automatically be become a dope at it from eating it. Oh no man. No Yeah, they've been talking bad about that that, that chicken, that yard bird. Uh, you know, we just we just have to, you know, that's one of the main keys, you know, learning how to eat and learn how to live. We gotta
4: we gotta do
1: it all over again, brother. We gotta start from scratch. <laughs> and, and I wonder I guess then they said that the lettuce is is bad from Salinas at one time. If you bought any Lettuce from Salinas that was grown in Salinas. Throw it out. He's bad.
2: Yeah, I had to dump a bunch.
1: Yeah, I dumped yeah, yeah. what I had too.
3: Yeah, you almost have to, uh you know, check out all the news and all the different things that you eat before you go to the grocery
1: store these days. hmm yeah. But the thing of it is, when when I went down to L.A. here. A week or so ago, and when it was passing through the the valley, they were heavily spraying uh, the uh, the chemtrails heavily the over the the chemtrails. Oh yeah, yeah, o- over the valley where all the 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 fruit and vegetables are being grown. I mean, they're spraying more there than they are here i mean well, they, they were they crisscrossing excited. up in the air i mean that crap was everywhere
3: and that's why they they, they kind of forced people to go and buy this so-called uh uh you know stuff that's untaminated I and mean, you know not terminated with anything but the reality of it is that even when you call stuff that that holistic stuff that they sell that they charge you more money for it really is all about logistics you know because Say you got a farm in in, in Oakland there where you at, and I'm spraying about three miles away. Well, actually, that all that stuff gets onto your farm too, so you can no longer call it organic. They only call it organic because they say it's not supposed to have all those uh, sprayed pesticides and things to protect the, the, the you know, the items. Well, so it's really tough to people going to store and they think they buy an organic. And and really the law just states that as long as they there's no spraying done within seven miles of that particular area, then
1: they can call it <laughs> they can they can oh, say that it's us so, uh, see they're talking about the pesticide spray and I'm talking about the chemtrails that spraying that ammonium borate that's up oh, okay. there to spray and to kill you. That's why Uh, If anybody's doing any crop dusting, you do those with little crop dusting planes, and they're just a few thousand feet up in the air. But these uh, chemtrail planes, they're flying at uh, 60,000 feet. And the reason why they're at 60,000 feet, because when they spray the poison, they want it to get into that jet stream so that it blows out everywhere it can go out for yeah. miles and, and miles and miles and miles and um, I was told that this uh, one cat that lived up in the uh, Mount Shasta area and um, he found this these chemicals over his plants in his backyard and uh, after the uh, planes had flown over and he scraped it off and put it in a tube and brought it down to UC Berkeley and to have it tested on what that stuff was. And then that's when they detected it as a being ammonium borate. And so now you wonder why there's so much asthma, why there's so much lung cancer, why there's so much breast cancer, how much there's so much prostate cancer, uh, strokes and uh, people just stroking out nowadays. Uh, another friend of mine just got stroked the other day, just a few days ago, and and you're seeing more and more of this. Another friend of mine, hell, he goes to the gym every damn day. Next thing you know, he has a stroke. And, and mm-hmm. so these strokes are just being handed out like like hotcakes. Yeah. You know? Well, and, the thing about it is, is, is one of the things, the mistakes that people make. They
3: think if they exercise. <laughs> That, you know, somehow that helps to flush all of the garbage out of their system, and and it it doesn't. I mean, it it's good for you in one sense, but the reality of it is, is that no matter how much exercise you do, if you're putting the wrong
1: stuff in your body, it, it's not going to make a difference. Well, yeah, if you're breathing it in. You know, when I go down here and go for my yeah. walks, you know, I can and uh, see the. The planes up there spreading the stuff, and they definitely love to spread out here uh, over the Golden Gate Pacific area because it's a strong wind coming in off the ocean, and that stuff is mm-hmm. going at poison every day somewhere. And right. and so, man, it just shows you the the wickedness and the evilness that is here. On this planet, and what they're doing to the people, and in Georgia, I think I told you guys just before uh, they had the Georgia Guidestones there, that's in the northern eastern part of Georgia, and is uh, uh, somebody put it up there in stone, and, and chiseled into the stone that they're going to reduce the population down to five hundred thousand here on on the planet. That means and they so, got to the murder a whole lot. Yeah, well, they, they do it in various ways, like with your, your flu yeah, shot, I know that. they get you there, and the prescribed medication, they'll get you there, uh, the, the water, they can get you there, the air can get you there, uh, and how come these politicians don't talk about up there in uh, Michigan, where you got that terrible, terrible water, where you, you can't even take a bath or a shower. And uh, the, I know, was yeah, that Flint, that's, Michigan that's Yeah, Uh, but it had, and I understand that's still going on up there. I mean, how can those people even survive, even living there, at the water's tide? Well, the the other question ought to be
3: asked: Who the heck is running that mission? And if they they know who's running it, then it's uh, then coming on the people uh, to say, hey. They, they just round it down at they're their office at and, and put these people in check because they get voted in by those same people that they're putting in arms away. And people come on TV and on the media and talk about it. The media is happy to talk about it because it gives them a story. But that don't change nothing, you know. And so it has to be about people uh, moving past fear uh, you know, they're scared to challenge the system because, it, well, there's going to be repercussions. There's always going to be repercussions for standing up for what you believe. So uh, it's, it's just ironic that uh, things like a place like that can be where people don't have fresh water. And that was a decision made by the politicians that, hey, it's okay to let them have that water, but maybe only a few of them will die. Uh, maybe only a few of them will get sick, and, uh, you know, we'll pay off. See, these people are very calculating. You know, they, they like the insurance company. The insurance company betting that you live and you betting that you die. You know, mm-hmm. so they figure, uh, and so what if we had to pay out a few policies? So what if a few people get sick? But they know that the masses are not going to come together around that issue. Uh, you Like they don't come around, the masses don't come around on any issues. The only issues that really get pushed out there are the ones that are relevant to, you know, to white establishment. But when it comes to black folks and brown folks and all these other people uh, this year, if something's going wrong in their communities, then these people just feel like, wow, we didn't ask them to come here anyway, <laughs> you know, mm. and, uh, except for, you know, black people. And so uh, so what if they sue? And, and these people also have uh, the ability to tie you up in, in litigations and things for 30, 40, 50 years. I know people that have, have tried to sue uh, you know, these establishments and they wind up there without anything. They put the bad mark out on them, they can't get a job, they can't get nothing, you know. But mm-hmm. at, at some point in time, you know, I I listen this lady speak this morning, and said people have to make decisions based on what is right. And it's hard to get people to do that when they're sitting at home and their cupboards are full, their refrigerator is overrunning, their car is in good shape, they're in a nice neighborhood where their kids, are being man, shot at. It's hard to get them to look out at the world and at what they're doing to those people. I need to stand up and say something. But for whatever reason, they, they don't do it. And, uh, and the ones who are being victimized uh, they just give up and and accept it as 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 part of what just ha- it's just happening here and there's nothing I can really do about it. Well, if you say you can't do anything about something, what you're doing is 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 accepting a total slave mentality. And you know you can't do anything. You you can do something. You can all one person can do something. One person's voice can make a difference. But if everybody's standing back waiting on that voice to come, and I'll be a follower, then that's how we get lost in these things, uh, like the water up in Michigan, for instance, and and any other uh, situation where people are being victimized by uh, dumping, victimized by, uh, you know, people talk about the uh, pollution. Uh, Pollution has always been in our neighborhoods, because I remember when all those smokestacks and factories and all those things used to be directly in our neighborhood and they didn't want to live in those cities and now they have moved those factories and things out somewhere else and now they let us repopulate these cities and move all this stuff out and but the thing about it is that when they want these things to happen they stand up and somebody they formulate groups and they start to talk and they find ways to get their the you know their uh issues uh put out there in the media so that people start talking about it and we have a tendency to be we have we have a a three-month limit on our uh when we're fighting back we had like a three-month limit on it you know for a while that you couldn't hear nothing but black lives matter now you don't hardly hear nothing about it you know and we've always been that way we organized i think the, the biggest and the greatest uh, motivational thing that happened in this country happened in the 60s in the late 50s when people really were fighting back but somehow they sold out for a job they sold out for the anti-poverty programs that's what Malcolm was talking about when Martin and him started accepting those uh, uh, million dollar grants uh, you know supposed to rebuild the African communities I mm-hmm. mean, you know, if you come into Oakland, there ain't nowhere in the hill. You could rebuild Oakland with $6 million. That will hardly buy you three houses. But this yeah. is how they get away. But it looks on the surface like we're putting this stuff out there. We're trying to help these people. They need to pull this stuff up by their own bootstraps. But the reality of it is are is never, and I, I keep trying to encourage people to read The Protocol of Zion or The International Jew,
0: those books are
3: over 50 years old. You can get them anywhere you can get them mm-hmm. on, online they will tell you everything that you are talking about right now andre and everything that i talk about on a day-to-day basis they, they will tell you exactly what these people plan for you and yet we continue
1: to participate in it
3: you know so Perhaps you mentioned that it, doc.
1: let me let me ask this question and i'll directly to gina then we bounce it back to you doc with this new election that's coming up with these candidates, you have two rich Jewish fellows, two billionaire Jewish fellows. You have old Bernie Sanders in there. Little Elizabeth Warren. You got one gay dude. And then a bunch of nobodies that you ever heard of. Even a lot of them you have and none of these people are coming out being dynamic uh about who they are and what they can do i mean this whole election seemed like it's just a a dog and pony show it doesn't have the same fervor as it did back when clinton was running or when barack was running where you had people who were kind of like established politicians it doesn't matter if they're telling the truth or a lie but it appeared that uh, it had some degree of credibility with them as being professional legal people and political type people. So I asked Sister Gina, do you see something strange or weird about um, this election? And if so, why?
2: Um, I do. there's nobody that's that's catching my eye one um who was I talking to people are starting to slowly wake up, and I think because um there's there, there how do I say this okay, so like the last election, everybody was laughing and joking, Ah ha ha, you know Trump. You know, celebrity apprentice, he's not going to get in. You shouldn't worry. This one here, they're all dull and boring. They're yeah. not igniting anything. I, I you know, I'm questioning whether I'm going to the polls, but that might be the mentality meant the that might be the, w- the way they want you to think. You know, I'm not sold on 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 Biden. Biden's had to backtrack you know some of the ills of uh just b- him being in politics. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, prisons for profit, or wasn't he involved in that? Yeah,
4: I think so. You know,
2: he's he's he said some crazy racist things too. You know, they're all full of BS. To be honest with you, so what do I see differently? They're boring. Budacek, I see him. I'm like, well, where did this um Mr. Smart person come from that can articulate spit it spit it To me, he seems programmed, almost borderline robot. Cause he has too many answers and i'm like wait a minute you just got finished sucking on similar who are you right that's what i'm doing that's how i'm looking well, at them
3: none of them move me i'm
2: i'm bored they bore me
3: yeah.
2: who watched well, the debate because i didn't
3: yeah he's got all the answers except when it comes to all those things he did over there in his home state of, against black people and five well i know people. that and and, and he you did what, what? They, but, yeah, he fired that uh, black police chief over there, and and the guy really didn't do anything except did his job. What he got fired for was something else. But he didn't come out and back the guy and try to help him stay in his job. Uh, and this guy has never – that's why he's having such a hard time catching a foothold. I think he has like a 1% support from the African community. Well, he's not going to get it, number one. And you know, I that's not up to me to say whether well, somebody should elect somebody that's gay, but yeah, you got a person who has questionable, questionable record in terms of how he deals with minorities. And he has that against him. When you talk about older blacks, there's no way he's going to North Carolina or them places and get their vote. You know? And um but not only that, he's slick, you know, he's too polished and he keeps trying to and I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but they keep trying to make him look like he's the the second coming of Barack Obama.
2: Exactly, and, they do. He's boring the heck out of me. But I hope he doesn't slip yeah. in because I do see him as a bigot.
3: Yeah, he is a bigot. And and, and but yeah, and I know those, he's a bigot. Those those people are coming. In fact, I think in an hour they say he's pulling up up there. But see, that's in all pretty much all white environment. You know, so he, his problems are going to come when need to have to get to the other places. But I noticed that there is a certain, you know, vigor around trying to promote this guy. And they, they claim that Biden, he's a senile and suffering from uh, Alhambra's whatever. Ooh. And uh, Elizabeth, you know, they, they say she don't identify because, let's face it, <laughs> these people are rich people. They're, mm. they're rich. So their concept of what, how people are suffering goes far beyond a college education, you know, of getting your college paid for. The issues that plague our community go far deeper than that, and nobody is speaking to those issues. I mean, the only one who did was, uh, well, you take like a, a, a Kamala Harris, but then she had all that baggage from being uh, involved in that whole justice system so a lot of the times these people build their careers doing stuff that detrimentally—that's going to be detrimental to them later on. Because when you get out there in the public and you have to ask for this people's support, people are going to remember who you were. You know, they don't care what you say. Oh you yeah, the,
2: the millennials remember her. Um, she did some yeah. stuff to somebody, and they don't like her. It's like we're not voting for her. She did this, and it was um kind of borderline racist against her own people.
3: Yeah, and not only that, and and Booker. I, he lived in the heart of the ghetto. I, I don't know what the guy's a Harvard graduate. He's he's a smart guy, but he's too grassroots. And I think that that's what knocked him out of that. Why he had to discontinue his campaign because they don't want no guy in there like that. Because you, when you're talking about doing change in these things in these inner cities and and better jobs and better housing, you're talking about taking some of that money back from them rich folks. You know, there's, those are like code words for them. You know, if you're too connected to your community, that means you have to get that money from somewhere. And so Booker, you know, he, and he plus he still lived right in the in, in the heart of Newark. And, you know, so I don't know, for whatever reason, they just never, he never seemed to catch on. And he didn't even catch on with even black folks in other
1: parts of the country. So, uh, you, know, you know, I think what they're trying to do, Doc, was I think they tried to inherit the popularity of Barack. I think both of them thought that way, you, uh, Kamala you, 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 and, and Booker, and, and yeah. they said, okay, Barack did it, so that automatically gives us the black vote, and uh, we'll be uh, just like Barack. No, they well. they couldn't do that, Barack was somebody. Uh, totally, totally well,
3: different. Well, one of the reasons that that Hillary didn't get in there was because they was afraid that she was going to continue the reign of Barack Obama. Because people forgetting that the Congress and 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 that fool up there in the head of the Senate, they made a commitment that they Barack was elected and they was not going to allow him to be successful. So my people don't know that ninety percent of the stuff that he did, he did by executive order. And so they said, we ain't gonna let that happen again. So now they got a fool in there and he's going crazy. We got to the point now where he don't even recognize the constitution saying that the oh. constitution that tells, says that he can do anything he want to do. Now nobody would, the people would have thought he was Dutchman and got a jacket for him, uh, you know, eight ten years ago. But because of Obama and the way that he had to get things done they 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 went on a concerted effort to try to hold on to that Senate and to get that White House because they knew that that pretty much you know that is those are the controlling dynamics that people will have to deal with and so it's not just a matter of getting Trump out of there this time they better get rid if they get rid of Trump if Trump gets out of there and the and they, these people still control the the Senate things are not going to change
1: it's still going. Well, these guys, they just smart. So, like you said, Corey is from Harvard uh, and the, the sister's from California. She was a state attorney general. Uh, she's been a smart attorney. I give them credit uh, for their degree of intelligentsia. So, but now you have somebody like Trump who has no political experience, definitely not a lawyer, questionable background but he, he, he gets to become president. So let me ask both of you guys, how can someone that with a background like his get in, didn't spend any money uh, to get in? Uh, the networks gave him free time all the way through. Barack raised a billion dollars, billion would it be um, to get in and to pay um, his way through. Trump, he used. he, up a he raised how average much? Average, a billion. One billion is what it cost wow. for Barack to become president. And, and Trump didn't already spend anything out of his pocket at all. But between the networks, they gave him all the free publicity that he needed because of some of the crazy stuff that he was saying when he was out there, and and he rose raised the the consciousness of the weaker people, especially in the in the slave states, and those who proclaimed to be Christians, and he really tapped into their inner hatred that they had, and then he played on that, and then with those uh, people up there in the rust bucket states, uh, they swung a deal there, and then Hillary didn't campaign there, and then they used Electoral College as well. So there were all these strategic moves that were put into play. It was sort of like what Roger Ailes did, I mean, as bad of a person that he was, Roger Ailes, just a despicable person, but he was very smart. He played on the psyche and emotions of the people. His whole thing, and he said he's not out to teach these fools anything. He wants to play on your emotions, and this is is what the average uh, Fox News person is. You you play on their emotions. You don't you just don't try to get their mindset open up and to open up their chakras and their thinking levels. No, you play on their emotions, and the main thing that the the Southern Christian is is uh, they want to keep this thing. Let's just keep America uh, of white and let's make it what they call great again, without any uh, definitions of what great is. When was America great, and when did America stop being great? And I saw this uh, one cat with a red hat wearing southerners the other day on the internet wearing his red hat and just daring anybody to knock this red cap off his head. And if you even try to, you're going to have some very expensive uh, uh, ER emergency room uh, uh, expenses that you're going to have to pay. I dare you to knock this red hat off of my head. Very bold, very bold. And so the, 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 the southern white christians you know is 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 you don't teach them things you play on their emotions and then uh eight years of a black man and black woman and two children in the white house really affected them psychologically and emotionally and so then when trump comes along basically uh you put out there all the crap that he was saying and then um uh, you just play on what they had to suck up for eight years under barack and this is why uh, corey and um Kamala really could not get out of the starting blocks because these people were still breathing fire from having a, a black man in office for eight years and so in their mindset never ever ever again okay you listen to t 25 cl entertainment galaxy talk radio united we stand please go to our website at wwwt 25 and view our music and movies and all the things that we do listen to, uh, to t25co radio 24 7 music with all of our great artists and a lot of artists that you have heard of uh, before featuring jazz r&b blues hip-hop and also gospel music and international music as well. This is the network to promote independent artists and to get news and information out that you don't hear over the multi multi-billion dollar networks. We are uh, a, a company that uh, you know we fund it out of our own pockets and to keep this thing going. So we just ask all of you to support us by um, downloading the music and listening to our radio station, and also with United We Stand <clears throat> for where that film is going and how that plays into what's going on into the world today. We definitely, from our distributors, they're asking the people just to write in comments, your comments after you view the film. And so please do that today. If you haven't seen the film, just go to the, the website and uh, review our film uh, United We Stand. And then we just need your comments in the comment box that really, really, really um, help us out and refer United. We stand to your friends, to your family people. Let's support black owned business. We talk the black talk, but do we really, really walk the black walk? And so here is a way to support A Black-owned business with United We Stand. It's only $5.95, and you'll be supporting us and what we do uh, with Dr. Kwaku's book, White Out. It is available on the the website as well. And so check out his book, White Out. And so support us, support our endeavors. Um, Call into our radio shows. Call into Lorenzo's show Monday. Dr. Quake show on Tuesday, uh, Roslyn show on Wednesday, my show on Saturday, and because uh, we are a multimedia company, and this is uh, what we do is uh, the things that we do in all of our various platforms that we have on our website. So support us in our endeavors, and uh, let's just keep the beat going. Okay. Go ahead, Gina. You and Doctor Kwaku. Go ahead. Throw something out there. But uh, um, uh, but, uh, oh, go ahead, uh, Gina. No, you go ahead. Um, no. I guess oh, I got, I I got go a ahead. flash on the phone. Uh, Harry and Meghan will no longer use Royal Highness titles and won't get public uh, funds for royal duties. So that's another one. Why did they bail out of the royal family?
3: That's a
2: good question. I don't know that one. I
1: think I think they. Do you like the quick?
3: they were, I think they felt like they were slaves in that to that system. You know, they have. You know, people don't know what it's like to to have to be amongst the royal family. There's expectations and things that you have to do. So it's confining, and especially you. Know, that's why they were so upset when they married. He married this woman from Hollywood. How is she going to fit into that stuff? And he he being in love, and you know he's gonna follow his wife, and uh, so he in order to stay married, he had to make sure that he get got her some of the things that she wanted, and and one of them was to get out of that that agreement where they had to be in that family dynamic, you know, twenty four seven around you know, year round. But uh, you were talking something a, a little while ago about Barack, you know, everything that's happening now. A lot of it is a direct result of having a black president, but we were on the verge. We were building at that time, and you had a lot of these different groups springing up all over the country. They call themselves by some names that people can't understand or don't know what it means, but they are really uh, believing in white supremacy. And so what Barack did was ignited them, gave them legs where they can say, look, we knew what this this in this nigga, you know what they're saying at home. We knew what this nigga was going to do when we got in office. We have to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And what's mm-hmm. that guy who was the head of the Senate? He said his, he should have ended his lifetime job. Make sure that Barack Obama does not have a, a successful presidency. Well, that people should have listened to that. Because what does it mean for a president to be successful? You know what I mean? That means he's doing something for the people, and so once they got him out of there, a dog could have got elected, mm-hmm. as long as, as <laughs> he was promoting. As long as he was promoting white uh, psychology, and so that's how Trump was able to get. They know Trump was stupid. They know he was dumb. That's why he went through so many so-called educated generals and all these people around in these first four years, because they said this guy's a fool and they couldn't work with it. But eventually, you know, there are people who wanna attach themselves to power and they realize the power of the presidency and how he has manipulated the process and how he's able to get away with all this stuff. He's got a white supremacist. Steve, what's it, Steve Smith or something? In the uh, White House. Steve Bannon and the one other one is
1: Smith.
3: yeah. Yeah, but see, this is what's going on. So all is happening there is that by Trump, by O'Brock uh, being a, back elected as president, he just pushed the clock up on this this whole, you know, and you hear him now talking about another civil war and all this kind of stuff. Where is this stuff coming from? You know, it's coming from that old Southern mentality of white first, white is right, and all that kind of stuff. And so this is where they are. And, and the problem with us and what I hate about what we do is we continue to participate in it. it don't make no difference if it's Hillary, Hillary. It don't make no difference who it is. None of them are going to change the circumstances of black people around the world. And that's the reality of it. So, you know, uh, I don't care who they vote in there. If, if they vote Francis uh, Thomas in there, it would be the same thing. You have i it yeah, until black folks become aware of that and stop playing these mind games with themselves uh of being overly somehow uh we've been taught that we always are loving peaceful people and so forth and oh you people. know that,
2: that's a crack of crap right there man i'm sick of hearing that too oh we always yeah. forgive we, we let white folks in our family stay your ass outside it's a new day. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah that's rough, that's, yeah.
2: that's a fallacy. Yeah, that's a fallacy. It's not today in the 21st century. Let that be known to your uh, silent listeners. That dynamic's changing.
3: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to interject space. there. Oh, that's that's fine. You're bro.
2: not gonna be sitting at my table at my table for dinner.
3: I don't want you here, just like you don't want me here. E- exactly. It can be
2: reciprocated. Exactly. Sorry. So
3: you have but you have these people now who have been indoctrinated, you take like when I was a kid, we had to integrate schools. We were, all, we were forced to integrate schools in a way. We didn't get a choice in it. I know I was in one of the groups that integrated schools back in the day. They come in the classroom and say, you, 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 and you, we want you to, and they fed us this line of crap. You're gonna be doing a great thing for the black community and, and you're gonna to help to change history. And they, you know, we was abused. We had had the National Guard, the state police and everybody else over there to march us from class to class. Nobody was learning that thing. So I don't know what we was doing for history, but I can tell you it certainly did a great deal to destroy the, the, the continuity among African people and African teachers and having black schools. And we had over 200 black universities. Now we got about 10 or 12 because we have integrated totally. And we've become acceptance of that integration process. And the only thing that we fall back on is, say, well, things ain't perfect, but we have, they're better than they were. They're better than they were for who? Look at, look at the, the homelessness that, that's taking place around the world the country. And it's a year now. Look at all this stuff. And they said, I think about, oh, what is a very low percentage of people uh, uh don't have nothing but a high school education it's impossible for them to get a job so who is going to be hurt by this whole so-called process the robots are doing your jobs now that means that you have to be able to go to these institutions of higher learning in order to be competitive in the job market and so we have got to learn that you know if we're going to be in politics, then we need to choose our own political uh, agendas. we not support nobody that don't support us. You know, we can't have people like Biden talking about he got 90% of the black vote. You know what I'm talking about? Well, mm-hmm. how does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Why are we being shot down, locked up, you know, institutionalized because of people like Biden, but yet he gets 90% of the black vote? You know, it's crazy. It's almost a part of this whole psychological dementation that has taken place that we would rather have Biden than to take a chance on somebody else. You know, because he is Biden is part of that integrationist process. You know, integration for y'all, but not for me. You understand what I mean? You know, he Mm -hmm. did everything he could possibly do to be successful as a politician. His son was over there in this Ukraine. They claim he was making a million dollars a year for sitting on a board over there. You don't get no job like that by going to college or getting a four-year degree here in America. You get a job like that because you're in the elite. The only difference between uh, what's the brother that that gave up their right to be in in the kingdom over there The only difference is the sheer is based on accumulation of wealth. Bidens have money. You know, all these people have money. So they can compete on any level because they can buy their way into certain places. And it's just like uh, I was looking at this guy, uh, was it a lab? And he's taking pictures with Trump and everybody else. And they claim that they don't know this dude. Mm-hmm. Believe me, he didn't get in those circles and he didn't know somebody. You know what I'm talking about? Niggas did
4: die.
3: Well, had- let me ask you
1: this, Doc. Uh, when, when you go to Biden and his son, he, making a million dollars a year, Biden knew this. And he yep. knows that Trump feeds on this type of mess. Yep. How could he, with knowing this was hanging out, that's low hanging fruit. Fruit is not hard to find, and plus Ukraine is right there next to Russia, and and Putin and and Trump are tight buddies, so you okay. know Putin knows this. Then if you're going to run for president, don't you know that Trump is going to play on this thing, and and but Trump he knew about it, <clears throat> and Trump he knows this. Trump is just stupid. The way he his presentation on how he brought it out is why he's in mm-hmm. such trouble right now. But he's not lying. <laughs> Trump is not lying about no, you know, oh, what he, he, he found. He,
3: yeah, but here's the thing: it, it the guy wasn't doing anything illegal, but it doesn't make any difference because they are over there in the same country, doing making you know large amounts of money. To sit on a board. Now, you know what a board is like. You know it ain't. You ain't like you working seven days a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's over there, and the only reason he got that job because his daddy was the president, uh, vice president. Right. But if he knew, if he knew he was running, once they got in there, see, they, nobody foresee Trump coming. They didn't foresee Trump coming. He knew he would have probably got him out of there. Had he known that that this thing was going to wind up with this, all this whole Ukraine and Trump threatening the Ukraine president and all this kind of stuff, because Trump is going to fight back, he's taking the gloves off. Well, he's like a snitch. Trump is a snitch. Usually, you, you grab him and put him there, It's okay. I got about forty years hanging over you. He's. I'm telling on everybody. You re- You re- Do you remember oh. the American gangster with uh,
4: Andre?
1: and i got calls
3: coming in from africa oh yeah okay you remember the the saying in the in the american gangster when when uh uh uh, denzel was finally trapped he found out he was gonna go to jail Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. guy he started snitching he said well who do you want you want politicians police officers police chiefs who you are he gonna tell on everybody and that's the way trump is if you accuse him of something you better not have nothing hanging out there that has the potential of drawing. Because the thing about it is, although they said that two or three uh, agencies have done investigating, Biden's done nothing illegal. But that's not the way it's getting promoted on Fox. You understand what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's Trump's bait. That's why he doesn't lose that support of that bait. And uh, And so... Once he went out there, and, and this thing became down there. Trump being in the White House, see, they never, they never even thought about that coming because the Biden's is not the first ones to do this. You know, they got all of them have sons and daughters and people all over the world making big money. You know, uh, in these uh, different countries, doing stuff that they they are not qualified to do. But see, oh. here's the thing. Here's the thing. It isn't even about Trump. It 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 is isn't you know it wasn't even about Barack Obama, it's about us as a people continuing down this 1850 mentality, trying to deal with 2020 uh, white folks that are just as racist and would love to reinstitute slavery if it's a way to do it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and in fact, oh, look what they find their babies there.
2: thrown on the freeway too. Yeah. Ain't nobody walking around president. with them mammy scarves again and shit. That's out. Wait, what about We're, a I'd be a
3: dead leader. slave. Yeah, look what they're mm-hmm. doing up there in Milwaukee. They're trying to because people had moved and they didn't change the address when they moved. They're purging all of them's name now. Judge and put a hold on it. But they wanted to make sure that Trump could win Wisconsin. Remember, because that was one of the states that helped him get in last time. So they got judges set up there, but this one judge came and blocked. they tried to block over 200,000 people from voting in 2020. You know, so we should be able to look at this stuff and say, that is dishonest, that is not right, and I'm not going to participate in it. But instead of us doing that, we continue to go to the polls to choose the lesser of the two evils. Well, who is the lesser of the two evils, between Biden, who was in in there when they made all these laws that that really encouraged the lockup of black people and low-income families. You know, he was in there. Who was in there? You know, like Kamala, that's what got her killed. She was a great district attorney. I mean, Mm -hmm. Attorney General. And if you lock up people, you know, and if you are zealous about it, and that's what brings you to your starship, now your scholarship is coming back to haunt you because people said, man, hey this chick was she was she didn't care who she liked after. she knew that the rules and and things that she implemented were were more likely to affect black people. Now, as a smart woman, you would have thought she would have said, okay, yeah, maybe get thought about it. but when you're on your way to your 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 what your your ship to the moon, you ain't thinking about the people you step on. You hear that old saying: "So the same people you see going up, you're going to see the same ones coming down." Mm-hmm. Well, now, <laughs> now they're coming down. They're seeing all the mistakes that they made, and people are so aggressive and so intellectual, and they think that they can get away with this stuff because they they really do. And that's the awesome part of this: they really do think that we're stupid. And I think that one of the things we if we every day we prove that to be a fact. By continue to participate in a process that we know does not work for us. And, you know, I'm gonna turn it over to you guys,
1: okay? All right, one thing I agree upon you is, and I've said this in, in private with people, I don't give a damn who gets in the damn White House at this point anymore. It's, uh, it's, it's you know, we gotta do what we gotta do and no president of this United States of America is going to get up there to that podium and say what he's gonna do to help black folks. It ain't gonna, I don't care if he's black as a smut bucket. He's not gonna get up there and say what he's gonna do for black folks. He'll he'll have programs. That's why Barack had various things that he put out there but it had to be all inclusive of everybody. He was not going to stick. They would have killed him if he had just went out there and said, he's got a program here for black folks. Oh, hell no. He'll have uh, a program put out there that was for the edification of everyone, inclusive of black folks. And now you got, I've opened the door for you to get in. now you got to play this game in order to benefit Mm -hmm. from what I'm throwing down. And if you can't uh, play this game, then, man, the hell with you. But uh, we have to continue to do, as I've said, week after week. Doc, you said the same thing week after week about our ability to work uh, cohesively together and start building our own economy. And and I always like to uh, market or promote ourselves just like what the, the rappers did way back when they were selling their CDs out of the trunk of their car. And they they began to make so much money with the underground economy, then the Jewish Hollywood said, oh, shit, there's some money in that hip hop stuff. We don't agree with it, but looky here, we want a part of it. And guess what? Don't change a damn thing, but we do want you to do just keep saying nigga, nigga, nigga you you keep throwing that out there for sure say it a few more times and uh make you keep your pants uh falling down and uh here put some gold teeth in your mouth and some bling around your neck and guess what we're going to pick out a few of you who we uh, see that uh, is very marketable here so we we're, we're going to put you in a Mercedes and a Rolls-Royce with some bling around your neck and put a fur coat on you and uh, we got this house here in Hollywood at Beverly Hills. We're going to let you stay in it. You ain't going to own it, but we'll let you stay in it. And now we, we're going to elevate you up, put you out there. And, uh, and then what that's going to do is going to bring in the economics in your communities, not only across America, but across the globe and the nba has now tapped into the same psychosis of that the economic psychosis and this is why now the nba is reaching out across africa and across europe these people are discovering that guess what we can still benefit and make billions now off of that economy of those people that are not necessarily rich but they have disposable income and we're looking at uh the people in the, the ghettos of the united states they will spend they, before they put food on the table they'll go out and buy a, a pair of 400 tennis shoes and the nba has tapped into that uh the music industry has said damn these fools that are buying all this stuff. We don't believe in it, but keep on calling each other niggas and go ahead on and have your gangs East Coast against West Coast, because guess what? We will make money off of it, and then we'll prop up a few like the Snoop Dogg. We will now glamorize Snoop Dogg. We're going to put him on ABC, CBS, and game shows and all this kind of stuff, and, and
3: yeah, they, got, they, got Dogg, Bell, Bell they got, Dogg, they, got, Dogg, they, got Dogg, they got Snoop Dogg making pies and everything on TV now. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh he's doing some of everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing but, and and everything. See, and, and see, this is the this is the problem. We have the Snoop's. We have the the uh, uh, Beyonce and her husband. These people are kind of billionaires. So you got this glitter out there that everybody thinks on the planet that they're going to get there. And it's yes. just like, you know, in my day, in the young days, everybody wanted to play professional football or professional basketball or something. Little did anybody ever stop to think that less than 3% of the people who play basketball or football in college ever get paid for it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Less than 3%. You know? So, you know, our breadth of, 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 of intellect around things that it needs that needs to be focused on is limited. We limit ourselves to rapping. and we limit ourselves to playing basketball, we limit ourselves to trying to do art, we are the people who built laid the foundation for the whole planet. But now, our only success comes through these mediums that they allow us to excel in, but we don't own them. it's just like they was talking about it the other day, they don't have no black football coaches. They interview two or three every now and then, but they don't get the job. You understand? Right. And so we've got to understand, unless we establish our own, we got no inroad. Unless we have our own communities, unless we have our own businesses, we got no inroad. A few people are gonna get in there, but in slavery time you had a few people, black people who owned slaves. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. we have got to understand that if we are going to accomplish anything, it's going to have to be together. It's going to have to be supporting each other. We don't have to agree on every uh, situation that comes up. But one thing we do have to agree on is that we have to rebuild the Black Wall Streets. When, when Blacks used to own all of the businesses in the Black community, but mainly because white folks didn't want to wait on you. People don't know oh. those times. You go in the store, they didn't even want to wait on you. Now they can't wait to suck every quarter out of the African community. I'll put up with them, but I'm going to get that money. It was like the numbers rackets in in Brooklyn back in the day when I was a youngster. They didn't want to come up there, but they said, wow, them brothers up there getting too much money. You know what I'm talking about? After a while, they get Mm -hmm. so much money. They'll think they can come downtown. You know what I mean? So we Mm -hmm. have to be about the business of building our own. You know what? Well, I don't care what a person does, and I, it's not up to me to sit in judgment on what line of work, uh, a, a line of opportunities that a person chooses for themselves, as long as they're doing it for themselves. It's one of the things. That when as a little young gangster in in Brooklyn and in and in Harlem back in the day, we used to go out and rob and steal, but we had a code. You know what that code was?
1: Didn't steal
3: from black we didn't rob and steal from no black people that's right
1: yep
3: i was talking to somebody about
1: that yesterday doc you know when when i was growing up in the 60s and 70s you know i never went that route personally but i knew the cats that were doing it in the neighborhood and uh but they did not what they would do is they'd go to Berkeley and, and climb through the hippies' windows and steal their, their stereo yeah. and, and, and little color TV or something. And, uh, but they would not, it was just a code. It was an unwritten code that you do not steal from black folk. They go you up into Oakland Hills. I'm
3: telling you, yeah. I lived I lived in one of the west sections of Brooklyn, over where uh, uh, Big, the heavy D, and all, them, all these guys lived at.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It was rough over there. But I'm telling you, your mother could get up and walk to the store at four o'clock in the
1: morning, and nobody wouldn't bother. Yep. You understand what
3: I'm saying? Uh, okay. so the,
4: it's, now it's, I'm going to ask cool. you the
1: inf- infamous question. Yeah, That—that's—I don't want to get too lost off of that point. That is a damn good point that you just brought up. And now, if your mama went out during the middle of the day and walked the street, she might get get robbed. And, and so, uh, <laughs> as my co-host Gina. Why is that now in the sixties a black woman could walk the store at midnight, but you can't even do it at high noon today in some parts? Uh, I
2: mean, you know, you gotta th- you gotta think you gotta think the crack the crack ec- ec- um, epidemic, epidemic too. You know, where where a child's raising themselves—that's the breakdown right there. But who's implemented that? At White America. So right. you know, you got you have some genetics that are just freaking clueless about what was cold, opening door, chivalry's gone. There's a bunch of things that are messed up in America. And I just shake my head when when a man is damn near knocking me down to get on the elevator. I'm like, sir, by, by all means, go, you go first. Yeah. It's all yours. That's, you take that elevator. You own that. That's yours. And I stand there and, and look and at them know, like they're say, stupid.
3: And you know what, Jayla? Because there's
2: no respect.
3: Yeah. And but the, and you know, the other side of the coin is to show you how the. The thinking has flipped itself. I've seen women that said, I don't want nobody opening the door for me. And I'm thinking. Oh, no, 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 no. You know I don't mean to interrupt you yesterday. I'm going to
2: give you an example. White man came out, made sure that door slammed closed in my face. Mm -hmm. But when I went in the door, his white counterparts that were coming in with their kids, the door slammed in theirs too. I'm going to reciprocate your fucked up behavior. I'm not kissing your ass anymore. I don't have to. Exactly. I don't have to break no, bread I... with you. Don't want to. Yeah. And like you said, no, we you... do need to come together as 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 a as. as, as brown people and work together. I have my cluster. My cluster is going out to the medical field. My cluster is going out to the dental field. And if I have to do go in stealth mode to get the proper care, to get the proper food, to, to be told what's really going on, that's what I'm going to do because that's what they do around their dinner table and make sure they block us out. You don't need our money. We can go back to selling things out of the trunk. That's where we're most proper, prosperous and put food on the table because you don't see us as human you see us as less than you and anyway, don't get me going I'm, I'm sorry' um, It's yeah. your turn Oh no no. no, well, no
3: you're you're right. They, you right they, they, huh? they, see, they see us as as, as, as dollar bills it's, it's, that's what they see us as, as somebody who's contributing to their well-being and that's what we have been doing and and you know and I agree you know one of the things that we have to do is is not just to go back to to gaviism or uh, the traditions of african people when they first got were able to establish some ownership in this country but we have to be about the business of 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 lifting each other up and build i want a store i want a business i want a business not just so i can get rich but i want a business so I can bring some of my own people in there to help run it and teach and train, and we can develop educational processes. And the whole thing from this, that's what godly is about. That's what when we had the Black Wall Streets and the St. Louis's and and the Rosewoods and all that, these people, our kids were able to go to college then, but they weren't in debt the rest of their life. You know what I mean? When we had all these Mm -hmm. fine major uh, black universities. Now they send them to these schools like the USC's and the Stampers and the cows. And then you graduate up there after, and you owe them two or $300,000. And then they want to give you a job making fifteen or $20 an hour. You know, unless you're specialized. A guy told me one time about school about Harvard, Yale, all these major schools, he said, unless you graduate in the top 10 or those classes coming out of those schools, you're just like anybody else. You might wind up flipping burgers over at, at McDonald's. And so, the only way to avoid that gap of going out spending all this money and accumulating all this debt and then wind up working for the next 15 years to pay it off is that we have to create our own uh working environment, our own educational environment, and we certainly you know, uh, getting back to what you were just talking about slamming the door in your face and all that stuff. Our kids need to know, I don't. you don't have to like a woman to open the door for her. They need to know that you respect all black women. They need to know that you respect all your elders, not the ones you decide you like, you know, and I think that's what we've lost at. So now... Uh, like I just say, you know, he, he, um, an old sister could be walking down the street at high noon. If them dudes out there, all girls, they some of them are just as rough. Thought that she had a dime. They would kill her to get it. You, you, know that, you know
2: what? You know what? I don't mean to interrupt again. I was leaving mm-hmm. the, um, a medical, uh, my doctor. It's over in the Fruitvale area, and I was coming through that little pathway to get on bar. And it was nothing but youngsters, right? They all got quiet, and, and they were staring at me. And I turned around. I'm like, what are you looking at? What you going to do? You, you, you ain't get froggy? What? And, I mean, both sides of them just staring. And I'm like, you got robbery written all over your face. Come over here and try it. You're right. Some of us are not scared. I'm one that's not. If somebody does try to do something to me, I'm going home hurt. I may be dead, but you're going to be hurt. You're right. Sorry, I just had to say that, too.
3: No, 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 no. But you know, sure is, You know, and, and and part of it, like you said, part of it was the crack epidemic. But part of it has to do with the destabilization of the African family, which is something that's been going on long before that, because the more and more, you know, that's what they were doing back in the day when they come to your house and search and see if you had a pair of man's shoes in your house, if you had kids or whatever, they cut you off from getting, getting get the food and stuff that you need. And so, we have that process that they put in place back then back in the 30s and 40s has now moved ahead here to 2020. Where? Well, I think they say about 70% of the African phones, or 78% the 70% of African phones, don't have fathers in them. And a lot of people don't see anything wrong with that. Well, you know, it takes a man to, to teach somebody how to be a man. It takes a woman to teach a girl how to be a, a woman. You know, and if those things are not in place, if that balance, that harmony, that 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 nurturing from both uh, aspects of, 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 you know, of the process that we go through as development people, if it's not in place, guess what? We're going to get our cues from the things that we see. We see them on TV. We see them on these phones that we run around living in them. Some of the kids I see sleep with their phone under the covers and stuff so they can play this stuff all night and watch this stuff all night. So everything that they learn and know now comes from an exterior process. So that is, for all intents and purposes, and this goes even to families who are well off, have plenty of money, and they have raised, moved their kids out to the suburbs, but their kids are coming back to haunt them because they are being so disrespectful and they don't want to accomplish nothing because they have never had the, the structure and the guidance, you know, there were certain things we had to do. You were going to say, yes, sir. And no, sir. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes, ma'am. And no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You, you were going to respect. I don't care. If, I remember we used to walk down the street and there'd be a wine old land in the street and we laughed. laugh. They said, shut your mouth right now. Your folks wouldn't even let you laugh at a wine o land in the ditch. Mm-hmm. That shows you the difference that how, We are supposed to respect people. It has nothing to do with what they've done for us or how much we like them. This is another human being. We were taught to respect life. You see how we murder each other now? We shoot each other like like it means nothing. Because Mm -hmm. a, a a guy told me one time, and I believe it. He said, you cannot kill a person who you identify with. You can't. You cannot kill somebody that you identify with. If you see them as like you, a human being that deserves the same respect, you can't kill them. But we've come to a place where we don't care nothing about ourselves. And people talk about self-love, and I tell people all the time, uh, if you don't, I'm fearful of somebody that that don't love themselves because first of all, they, if they don't care what they do to themselves, you can bet your bottom dollar they don't care what they do to me. So you've got to be careful. You have to be careful, and you got to continue. And I you know, I applaud you for you know, letting these people know. I know I was on the bus in Oakland one day, and I think I told you guys about this, Andre, long ago. I had my car in the shop, and I rode the bus mm-hmm. down to pick up my car. And these guys was on the bus, and they was going to say, motherfucker, this, and bitch, oh, that, and all that. Now check this out. There was a bunch of sisters on the bus from church. Oh. And they were raising all this hill. So I said, look, I, I sat there and I sat there and I said, well, these, these guys probably going to kick my ass, but I'm going to say this. <laughs> so I got up. I said, look, brothers, I said, I ain't trying to tell you what to do. I said, but uh, you got, I know you guys, some of you got mothers or sisters or grandmothers or something. I said, how would you like it if somebody came on the bus talking in front of them like that? Oh, man, we, we're sorry. We're sorry. Apologize. Well, don't, you don't have to apologize to me. You need to apologize to those ladies. But how many times do you see people doing that? Most people. A lot. Sit
4: there.
3: Yeah, I know. You, you might do it now. But most people sit there. One time I got the worst. I mean, time. I'm sorry. No, no,
2: I don't see people. I don't see people doing what you do. I just stand the, up. the cursing stand up. and the cursing and, and all that stuff. But I got on a uh,
3: back. This is back in this is back in the sixties in Boston, and and this this white dude slammed this door in this black like, woman's face. She was running to get on the bus, and she had two kids. And he was pulling off like almost ran over the woman. So I sat there then, and my conscience would not allow me to sit there any longer. So I said, brother, I said you didn't have to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So he told me he told me well if you don't like it you can get your ass off too. I said well I bought a ticket and I'm not getting off. So he didn't get pissed off. And I asked the people, I said, are you guys going to sit here and let this clown get away with deep treating this woman like this. And then everybody started talking. Do you know they arrested me for trying to start a riot? Are you serious? I, they arrested me. Oh, for my to God. Riot. And, and and the police came out there, chained me in shackles. I was like on a chain gang. And oh, he shackled no. up had be shackled up, man. And, be, and, the, and the only person that stood up for me was that woman. They were beating me out there on the street. And she came out there and threw herself down on top of me and told them to stop beating. me. And by the wow, time, the, whole, the whole city had downtown had gathered. And they were scared to do any more stuff in and, you know, in the public domain, you know, wherever it'd be too many witnesses. And luckily, this woman did not leave. She did not leave town. She was on her way out of town, but she got to somebody down at the Capitol, the NAACP, two or three other groups was over there before they got me to the jail. And they told them that either you you better turn them loose now, we'll sue this city for everything they worth. And they got me out of there. But I, but it, it was not the, the heroic part of it that that interests for me. It's the fact that we stepped back and let this stuff happen and don't say nothing about it. Black folks will come out on a corner and watch a fight and watch another brother or sister kill each other and won't stand up and say nothing about it. When we were kids, somebody had to be, was always trying to stop you from getting into trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
3: People you know don't that, care now when they speak uh, to them, it's, I, it's exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, on, that, on that level, because uh, when you talk about those youngsters on on the bus, and you know, and the past over the past week, have been there's this new channel on on uh, on the television, and it's been showing uh, some of the black movies from the '70s. You know, with Fred Williamson and Pram Greer, and throughout those films, they would refer to each other as brother and sister, mm-hmm. and they were conscious of the black struggle mm-hmm. and you would see this in these what they call black exploitation films and now and today in the 2020s you don't see that same type of dialogue with will smith denzel and all these other cats in these films it's getting back to what you saw on the uh, on the bus the whole nigga the motherfucker thing and Mm -hmm. even online now on Instagram I'm seeing so-called black women referencing themselves and other black women as bitches oh yeah I'm a bad bitch but you and I
3: have called someone on it I have called someone on it I had a, a person send me a message. And she was saying that she's, I'm a bad bitch. And I said, look, young lady, I said, you are a beautiful, sister. Don't refer to yourself like that. I said, if you refer to yourself like that, what the hell do you think the guys are gonna refer to you as? You know. And she, yeah. she apologized. Uh-huh. But you know, a lot of times you have to call people on their stuff. You know, I'm a bad bitch. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. You know.
1: And, yeah, and it's a term of endearment, bitch. And the word yeah. I, I never use, but I just use it as a point of reference, is that nigger word. I never use it. Doc, as long as you've been around me, Gina, you've been around me since 84. You never hear me saying the word nigger. I don't do it. Yeah. I, I just don't do it. It is the lowest form of of, of, of an insult that you can call somebody. But now they are accepting it as a term of endearment. A,
3: look, when I when I was in middle school and high school, you called somebody a you got your teeth knocked out. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Even the word because because Negro. That's <laughs> right. Like, people didn't play that stuff. They was considered to be low, derogatory, and you you said something like to somebody, you better be ready to fight. Now they hugging and, and it's, it's all about brotherly love.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, if you stumble across one of those 70s films of Fred Williamson, Jim Brown, Pam Greer, and all of them, just thought, listen to some I of the thought, dialogue. I saw one other night. They, they, did, they, did you ever see Five on the Five Black Hand Side? Five on the Black Hand Side. Yeah, that was <laughs> all the other night, too. OK, we're watching the same
3: channel. Yeah. 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 Because I, you know, other than the Newtons, I don't want to see a no whole bunch of them. I'd be able to see my old people even if they have to be getting old stuff you know what i mean
1: yeah um, i also watched the uh, cotton comes to harlem about a week ago yeah and man that, that was i i, I kind of enjoyed it in, in looking at it I mean, if you remember the two cops uh, uh uh godfrey cambridge and the other brother he was in roots yeah right
3: Raymond, much Saint, 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 Saint job Saint John. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah and then uh the other brother who uh, played the crooked preacher and showed how these preachers would exploit the black folks? Yeah, and, yeah. And Calvin Lockhart was playing the yeah, preacher, yeah. and and how he was stealing the money from the black folks. He had stole that eighty thousand dollars from there in Harlem, and then he's gonna take it to some other city and do the same old con game. Yeah, he was too. selling tickets. He was selling tickets to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. (laughs) And and then they kicked his ass at the end, and you know, and really (laughs) got on his ass about what he's doing to black folks. And you know, it's just like how you elaborated earlier about it back there in the days of things you used to do. You didn't that Mm -hmm. silent code. You don't do it to black folks. And this is what the two cops got in his ass about. And because here's mm. two black police officers, but these two black police officers look after the black folks in Harlem.
3: Exactly. You don't see that no more. You yeah. have that back when I was back there. You Now, they you can't tell them apart. The only different way you can tell them apart is that one has black skin and one has white skin. You would get shot just as quick by a black one as you will a white one these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These two black cops were heroes in their community. In their community. You know, one of the things that I, I, I watched take place up in Connecticut back in the day was they had a shooting and them, them people went, hey, those people there, they were not stamping no mess back then. That's why I say the whole spirit of, of, of holding people accountable and keeping them in check, people did that stuff then. And now, when you go mm-hmm. to that part of, now when you go to that part of Connecticut, the police cannot ride around in their cars. They have to walk the beat in the community that they're working in. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. came about because people stood up. People don't stand up now. You know, not enough of us.
1: You know. Yeah. and then that uh, other black film with Pam Grier uh, was I think it was Foxy Brown, and uh, and that organization that she was a part of, a bunch of brothers. But their mm. job was to protect the black community. You don't go right. in no black community selling dope. You will get your ass exactly. whooped and run out of the community if you were caught selling dope in your own community. And then, so this goes back to the 70s. I and mean, I, I recommend yeah. that uh, people look at well, uh, the 70 uh, based film. A prime example was that was the Mac. If you remember the Mac
3: was a pimp and a drug dealer. His brother was a revolutionary.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: And, yeah. He, and he was telling his brother was telling us, Well, look, I can't let nobody interfere with me making my money. And he said, Well, if you're doing stuff in the community, he said, You're my blood brother. This was his biological brother. He said, We coming after you too. You know? And Correct. he was
1: only a Mac. He he did not want to yeah. do drugs. never. The the little uh, white mafia type dude wanted him to start yeah. selling dope. That wasn't his thing, though. His right. thing was, you know, selling the punani, and uh, he yeah, didn't and want to get into that. And dope. his brother was,
3: his, and his brother was demonstrating to him that it's all one and the same. You know, yep. you're yep. utilizing and taking advantage of your own people. You know, and then you turn around mm-hmm. and, and talk about the white cops. How are you going to talk about the white crowd when you're treating your
1: own women like trash? Yep, you know? yep. Yeah. And, and so, even Superfly yeah. had a plan. He he did yeah. not yeah. want yeah. to go out here and kill black folks, but he had a plan to raise, what, $500,000 and get out of the game. And he, mm-hmm. he despised what he did, but he did it to get out of that mess and so that he mm-hmm. can build a of a a legal get over and doing whatever else he wanted to do but he wanted to get out of harlow make this one last hit and get out of it yeah and and you have a lot of guys who have that in their mind
3: but they don't know how to carry it off that's why they say you don't have no retired drug dealers and retired pimps because most of them Uh -uh. uh, they don't get they don't get to where they want to get they don't get to the golden gate uh, you know, we have to be about the business. I've seen very few guys in my time who went in and did some, you know, uh, what would, would be crooked, uh, illegal stuff, and used that money to establish, uh, you know, legitimate businesses. It's a ratty. And there were some cases of it I've seen in the New York and in Boston. But it's a rat because most of these guys, they become victims of their own process, you know.
1: Yeah all that. right well we, let's we, we got about 10 minutes to go to noon time we've been on here an hour and fifty minutes this has been a very compelling show and so doc uh, let's give some for, parting words and Gina, you get know, some parting words and first of all doc who do you have on tuesday night on tuesday night what do you mean oh, oh i got oh.
3: uh moyende Mo, 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 Mo kamali and uh and uh, uh the pastor Oh, God, what's the pastor from Washington It's going to be on? Yeah, I like Brother Millionaire. He's, he's a good brother. Very... Oh, he's a, good. he he got a lot of good stuff he wants to bring on, too, so he's going to be a regular coming on. And, uh, okay, you know, good. we just have to make sure that he gets his setup right because he was on Tuesday, but the thing kept cutting off on him, so I don't know. I thought it might have been the station because he never had that trouble before.
1: Well, uh, let, let people know ahead of time, don't use metro phones metro phones are not good for internet radio yeah yeah and then like i said he
3: might he might have changed phones since the last time he was on because we never had that problem when he was on before but we'll we'll get it straightened out. And my passing uh, uh notes here is that uh we have got to return to what's got us here what establish us as, as a, a, an entity within itself, uh, the, the kind of mentality that brings about Black Wall Street, uh, spending spending your dollars with your own people. But first of all, we've got to get these people in check. We've got to get these families the help and support that they need so that these kids can learn some respect, uh, you know, and, and respect each other and respect other people. Uh, irregardless of whether you know them or not, you know, we have to be about the business of teaching that, because if we don't do that, we're not going to go anywhere. We, as, as long as we have this, this poison in our system, our psychological system of I can do anything I want to say anything I wanted, I don't care who's affected by it. Then we are going to destroy ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I just say, we've got to get back to, uh, uh, treating each other with dignity, and learning to love people. Every God, you don't even have to like people, but you have to love them. Because if you love people, you know, you can move past that like and, be, and develop a relationship. Yes, and sir. So we have to be, we have to be about the business of doing that. And so my time is up. And uh, thank you guys for being on and sharing today. And we'll see you again next week. And don't forget to uh, tune
1: in at 730 uh, 30 on Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, we will be there. All right, right. Yeah. Now, sister, Gina, you get to tell the world how much you love the chief. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) You are crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, my parting words is, you know, America, watch out. That's all I can say. It's not a threat. It's just, you know, what you've been dishing out. Don't be surprised when you get it back. I want that Uh, fallacy to go away that we are the welcoming race, and no matter how much you beat us down, we're always going to have a love for you and open the door for you and welcome you with open arms. Not true in the 21st century. Sorry, those have to be my negative parting words, but I'm tired of that mentality because it makes you, to me, subservient, and I don't like it. And, you know, yes, I live in America, America. Um, It's yours. Have a country. You stole it anyway. It's yours. I'm going to function in this world the best I can, be dignified about it, and teach my people the way I deem fit to teach them and make them aware. I fell into that, oh, you know, the American dream. Oh, you can have this. I got debt debt galore from degrees. And while you guys are talking, I'm hitting the send button and looking for a job in your world. But but you won't open the door and let me eat at the table. I got issues with that. Yeah. But anyway, right. that's my part in words, peace.
3: More well, like, positive or whatever. Yeah. I have one one thing to say here. One of the things that Malcolm said, any religion that teaches somebody to love their enemies, has got to be something wrong with them.
4: Mm, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so true. And,
1: and it's only been <laughs> one it's only been one that that teaches that and that is the black version of christianity not the white
3: not the white version the black version
1: (laughs) the black version primarily that came out of the slave states love your master if he hits you on one cheek you turn to the the other cheek too. let him hit you there too just let him abuse you you know but you love him but they spend $600 billion a year to build missiles and bombs on, to kill people that they hate. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> and they it, call it the it, Department it, it, of War. It, it, I can call it the Department of Peace. They're not after peace. Yeah. They're after war. <laughs> All right.
2: War, and so, money, greed, just greed and power. Greed, greed and power. I'm still, you know what? If Trump were to knock on the door right now, I'd open the door. I'm like, What do you want? Go away. I don't care about your power. I don't care about your trench coats, your Donna Karens, all that shit that you do and put on TV, not while you're opening up your butt cheeks and, and, and pooing on people. And those are not the words I want to use. But you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. And you want us to respect that? I'm
3: not respecting that. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. no, they don't. They, they think that we are stupid to respect them for doing that. But they ain't going to tell you they think you're stupid because they want to continue to use you. You know what?
2: Like I said, you know, I buy my groceries over in the Asian community. They have more of a sense of a community than Safeway. So that's all I can say. I buy my meat, my fresh fish. My fish are swimming around in the tank. I know they come from the San Francisco Fish Company. They go out and get – they won't sell you any crab that has poison in it because they're not going to poison their community. So, I'm learning different ways to go around things. I may have to drive some extra distance to get where I want to go, but I'm gonna make sure that my stuff is healthy going in me because I've learned from other cultures Even at work. you know the way you guys treat each other is just terrible. Who says that to somebody right? You know, my, me- you my, mechanic, my my way my mechanic is from Afghanistan. He said, "He said, you know what, America used to be nice. He said, this is not a nice country. We both started laughing. Um, I'm like, uh, yeah, you can go home anytime. Get away from it when you want to. And he turned around to me. He said, you're right. He said, I do go home several months a year. You know that. I'm like, it's it's a trip. You know, I'm learning a lot from a lot of people,
1: different people of different That's cultures. It's heavy that you mentioned about where you go to do your shopping. I remember several years ago, I went to Safeway and Blackhawk. And when you look at the meats and stuff on display that they have there in Safeway and Blackhawk, it's a whole lot different than what you see here in the community. It's a big, big difference. And 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 one, and I found out one thing too is that they get the stuff that comes right out the cow's ass, you know, from the slaughterhouse. Going to them but what happens after that stuff sits there for a day they take it off the shelf put red dye on it then they ship it on in, in the oakland and so it does make a difference on where you definitely buy your foods and especially your meats and your fruits and your vegetables all right so you know second. i'm
2: i was telling my i was telling my friend the other night and i'm not trying to be funny but you know I was telling her where I buy my food, I said, when I first started entering these two markets, they did not like me, they were not nice to me, they were just really mean. And I'm like, you know, what? today, you're gonna to call me Gina Chang, I'm gonna to continue to come in here and buy your fish give you my money cuz it spends, and there's nothing you can say you can just hate me but now it's like when i come in they know what i'm looking for we got this today we got that today things have changed i'm like i'm going to i'm going to force you to communicate with you get rid of your stereotypes about black people cuz this one right here she's coming to buy some food and yes ray i'm not very fun yes andre i'm talking in third person but that's what i'm going to do and i'm coming mm-hmm. in here to buy my a lean ground beef at two dollars and nineteen cent a pound, while the rest of you go to Safeway and pay five or six a pound and buy a a, a economy pack for thirteen dollars, whereas my economy pack is eight so i'm I'm good, you know, but and they and they're not changing the prices because they take care of their people and I've learned from one of my besties that has transitioned, you know this is where you go. And if you want the freshest, our markets are most crowded when they open. And that's where the freshest is. But if you come in midday, you're getting the pickovers and the leftovers, but still going to be fresh. So I have my timing yeah. down. I, I go, last time I went to the store there, you guys, I came out with $17 worth of, uh, of food, right? But within in that bag was, was meat. I had chicken, ground beef, and um, a couple of pieces of fish and produce. You can't do that. I just spent $80 at Snob Hill, right, Rayleighs. And when it came up to 80, I was, you know, I was pushing everything aside, I'm like, wait a minute, there's no meat in here. Just because of the organic of the yogurt, part, some of the other things. I was, I pulled the basket over and was looking at my um, items and adding up everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Well, why don't I just keep the wine and get rid of this, this other $50 here, because this is nothing. I mean, it's it's such a, it's 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 a huge difference, and I see that. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to put my other two cent in there. I'm not sorry,
1: though. Actually, I'm not. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I'm done.
4: Boy, I'm
1: telling you, it, it's been rough to end the show today, Jack. You got guys- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: And I, this is Dr. Quake and I'm over and out. Hotel. All
1: well, right. I- <laughs> you guys were giving closing remarks 10 minutes ago so it's all good it just goes to show you how these shows take a life of their own and how this <laughs> thing started out. It, if you remember how it started out it was uh we started out with the houston astros and how they were cheating in <laughs> baseball and, and baseballing. good luck to the 49ers tomorrow and then but once you start getting into national and international stuff man it comes right back to our condition here in america and addressing it and uh but what we got to do is we got to put this out to more and more and more people and we got to execute it if this radio show was in the 70s if i was broadcasting a show in 72 it'd be full of black folks right now exactly exactly does what we have gone through with the niggers and the bitches and the motherfuckers and <laughs> some whiskey and some crack cane and all of this nonsense and, and showing the crack of your ass when you're walking down the streets with your pants falling down your gold teeth it and, and 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 when the sisters came walk to the store in noontime it this is what we've come to and so, but we just gotta keep putting the message out there and uh, we just gotta keep telling our friends and our family about this. And please support us here at T25ZL Entertainment. Check out our film, United We Stand. It's very important that you do it right now. Let's see how much we believe in this black on black love stuff. Check out the film United We Stand and leave some comments on, uh, on Vimeo. Uh, about your thoughts about United Stand. So we'll see you next Saturday and we'll see you Tuesday on Dr. Ku's show. I'll be on there too as soon as I wrap up my 6 o'clock call. I'll be on Doc and so let's support Dr. Kwe Kwe in, uh with right. his show. So this is T25CL Entertainment United We Stand. We'll see you next week. Hotep and as Peace. Eso